three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to run. That's going to be last. I'm going to re- inverse the. Oh, Lee's gone already. Lee's gone. Did Lee not understand we hang out in the after chat for a little bit? I guess, I guess not. And now that he left, the stream is ending in seven seconds. What the? Lee. Yo. Oh, I got you in the headphones. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. I did nothing. Jared Johnson's here. Well, now we can test it out with my hotspot running it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, chat. Okay. Uh, oh, Scott, man. Scott took his cue. I, there's, I invited him, but there's probably no way he's jumping that's on great. this at 910. Hey, Jared. Yeah. Oh, man, that was rough. So, yeah, uh, this is going to be, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm going to reverse the the filler is going to become first. So it'll come out to two days and then the final will be next week. So I'd like to end the actual season on the, uh, on the live stream. Yeah. Did you, great. did you get to everything from the stuff I brought up though, Lee? What do you mean? That's kind of, what do you mean? Um, no, I, I didn't you, read. Like I read. I, well, I was trying to, I was trying to cut you off. You were talking cause we, we had hit an hour, an hour. Um, are you going to do like, more right now? Well, um, it, unless the live chat comes up with something. Sup, everybody. Um, this is, bro. So, oh, hold on. Hold on. Right. I need to use your restroom. Okay. Hey, Jared. Andrew is really coming alive. I appreciate it. Hey, Tyler. Yes, Dan. I closed my browser. I totally screwed it up. I'll be right back. Wow. At least he, Lee does admit it. You got you to gotta give the man that, you know? I didn't what? I said, you admit it. I go, you got to give the man that. At least well, you admit yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's about it, though. Yeah. 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 I'll be right back. I thought you took your headphones off. It's no fun talking about you behind your back if it's well, not behind your my back. My headphones, remember, I'm on the speaker, so I'm hearing you until I get to oh, the door now. Okay. Just like when we live stream in person. That's yeah. so nice. The conversation continues. Okay. Lee's, Lee's going tinkle. I wonder if we can hear it because of his open room mic he's got on now um it's like more people on this chat than the the actual show do we have do we have chat lee and i were going to bs here for like 30 40 minutes um i got more stuff in the plane and pilot article we can go on uh unless somebody's got something that'll get lee going in the chat here there's not as many we're missing a, a couple of instigators we had tyler in here now Jared's in here. He usually instigates. Dan Freeman, you usually instigate too, but been a little bit non-instigational lately. Barb's Barb's been either she must be not here because she's usually very talkative. Um, will twenty twenty three begin the never ending list of Lee's instrument knowledge? Um. I do plan 2023. I want to do kind of what we did over the last two seasons with the private pilot ACS. I want to do that with the instrument rating. Um, a lot of that is um, me being selfish and wanting to refresh it for myself. And uh, But I don't want to tie it down to one guest. That was logistically very difficult. It's difficult for the three of us to get together. So, the goal will be to to always have an like a instrument guest for that, but we'll probably rotate Ryan Eckle, um, Jeff Denovich, maybe Jack Cochran, who's very knowledgeable in that area, and some others, uh, just so we can keep it going faster. Um, 
So we'll be up front. But yeah, the instrument rating, I'd like to, during the 25 episodes of 2023, I would like to, uh, yeah, go through that. Just figure if I want to go through it, everybody else would probably enjoy it too. And uh, it's bound to just come up with a bunch of conversation. Uh, Tyler's, well, there's always helicopters. He hates those. Leak talking about Lee Griffin. I'm going to get him a helicopter rating one of these days. Once this operation days. gets big enough, I'm going to make I'm going to make Scott get a CFI, and I'm going to make Lee get a helicopter rating. Can you imagine Scott Boris with a CFI? I can't imagine the frustration from the CFI giving Scott his CFI. Oh yeah, that would well, be. No videotape at all at that point if we're doing it man man oh man be good stuff so anyway there's one thing i did not uh get to that i wanted to see if you had any in- insight on lee or yeah. just opinions on uh again this is plane and pilot magazine uh december or november december 2022 issue um i'm quoting here uh this is their article the top aviation stories of 2022. Okay. Um, so one we did not get to that I'd like to bring up is Vans RV15 confirmation. Okay. Even before Oshkosh 22, there, where the new model was supposed to have been unveiled, the existence of the first Vans high-wing plane, the RV15, was no secret. Rumors had been floating around for years that the Oregon kit giant was considering a high-wing model in part people assumed to capitalize on the great interest in backcountry flying. Then a couple of weeks before air venture, a spy video emerged of a high wing plane flying around Vans home airport, Aurora state in Oregon. And everybody assumed correctly, as it turned out that the plane in question was the much rumored new high winger from Vans with the cat, uh, effectively out of the bag, Vans came clean in advance of Oshkosh Air Venture fly-in and revealed the existence of the RV-15. Few details are public yet other than that it will be a kit-built, no-excuses, backcountry plane built tough and with plenty of power. I don't know if you'd seen that, Lee. You aware of that? Uh, little uh, uh, little picture there for you. I don't know how good my video is coming through. Very good. Very good, actually. Okay. 4K. 4K at least. Yeah. Wow. So, so I yeah. mean, it's obviously the craze. You know, we've talked about Cub Crafters, and, and I mean, that's near and dear to my heart. You know, the Piper is kind of like where my my favorites, and then so naturally, obviously, Super Cub is high on the list. And then you know, in in that space, you know, you in the kit realm, of course, Kit Fox, which we've talked about. And now I'm going to bring up the, the glass air sportsman. And so like you have RV or vans, you know, that makes the RV series, obviously, you know, they have these, these high performance, very fast, very efficient. They can also be, they're super capable in a, in a short strip realm also, maybe not necessarily unimproved, but you know, cause they all have, you know, 600 by six tires, very small tires for the most part, maybe even 500 by not 500 by five, but, 600 by six, probably they're just, it's, it's, they're not for unimproved strips, but short strips, they can certainly do. And then they're fast and they get going. So, I mean, I feel like if they can get an an entry into more of the unimproved strips, put some bigger tires on it, 
you know, they're kind of going to begin in that space like that glass air sportsman, you know, that does 104 knots, but also has 29 inch, 26 inch tundra tires on it. And, you know, there's some aspect, you know, that maybe some of it is for show, um, the bigger tires, you know, what are you real when, where, you know, you're based out of a paved strip. When are you going to need that 29 inch tundra tire? When you're going to need that 31 inch tundra tire? You're not. But it looks good when you open up the hangar door. Um, and, and oh, yeah. That plays into their decision here. I don't know, but I think they're definitely going to tap into a little bit of a market they may have been missing. They have, they have speed. They have short field. Now all they're doing is kind of, well, they're really tweaking their model because now they're going high wing. And that obviously is way different. But they're adding the unimproved nature of, of their landing area. So I think I think it's a good move for them. I know tooling and whatever probably was a pretty big expense, but it just taps into a market that they hadn't really haven't really had, you know. Um, so I think it's good. I think it's taking advantage of the craze right now with the Cub Crafters, the Kit Foxes. Uh, I think Just Aircraft. I think has the Highlander. I'm not. I get some of those other ones, more obscure ones, mixed up. That Highlander is kind of like a Kit Fox, and all the Cub Crafters, Legend Cub, you know, all those. I think getting into that market for them, it, I think is probably a good move. Yeah, I know. Lee Griffin always says with the tires and stuff like that, it's you spend more time looking at your airplane in the hangar than flying it. So you yep. gotta, you gotta think about that kind of stuff. Totally. Totally. I mean, that would be, that's what drives those, a lot of those Tundra tire sales, I think. Um, uh, 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 I can't tell you, obviously, you know, for work, I'm not going to unimproved strips. I can't tell you, well, I mean, I probably actually really can tell you in the last year, probably of the, I go, so I only go to pave strips, long runways, whatever. When I see, uh, that's where I see, I still see Super Cubs with Tundra tires, big tires, 29, 31-inch Tundra tires at these strips where I take a jet. So, like, I know that's, you know, some of them are, they have their own grass strip. And I go hunt down. I I remember, I write down their end number, and I go look at who owns the airplane. Then I go look, and I find where they're based at. So, like, the last one I saw somewhere in Texas was a Super Cub. I went and I tracked down where that individual that that end number is registered to and i could see the grass strip the dude had so it's like okay but it was like a 3500 foot grass strip so it's like mm, yeah maybe you maybe maybe a super cub is good for you but you probably don't need 29 inch tundra tires i don't know where where they go for fun with the airplane but i saw them at a paved strip and they come fly out of a 3,500-foot grass strip. That's not really and requiring 31-inch, 30, 29-inch tundra tires. I forgot Tyler Brunkhorse is in the chat. He's uh, he's building a 15, right? I uh, know. He's probably not building a 15. What are you building, Tyler? I don't know. Jared Johnson's making it sound like... Hey, Barbara. How's your 15 progress coming, TB? That's- that's what he said, I but I didn't I knew he was know. building something. I didn't know he was building a 
14. 14. He's building a 14. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think it was a 15. Yeah. Oh, Barbara's in the chat now. Yeah. Missed the whole thing today. Tyler, how do you feel about the 15? High wing. I see in a certain sense, you know, being a low, I'm not a low wing guy. All my favorite airplanes are high wing, which is Piper roots. You know, low wing is kind of what I like. And there's an element that I understand where vans, not necessarily abandoning, uh, abandoning, you know, the, the low wing. I, I get it from a business decision. I get it. They're jumping on the bandwagon a little bit, capitalize on that market. But I just, it's always been my dream to build a, an airplane someday. Probably lean towards like cub crafters. So. though. I only want to build an airplane if I don't have to build it. I, I'd like to go through the process. Oh, I would love to be, a, I would love to witness the process, but I don't want to like, Here's my thing. My OCD requires an ability that I do not possess, no matter I what go it see, is. I want to go see an aircraft manufacturer. Don't you have any family contacts at Piper? We could go up to Vero someday. Just I've toured the, and I've check toured out their the assembly factory. line. I've toured the factory in Vero Beach. Okay, I have not. I'd, but I'd I'm like sure to. those ties are long gone. Yeah. Long gone. Yeah. We just show up. You just show up and show me your ID. Yeah, you know who I am. Hey, yeah, you know, see that last name? I good. All right, they probably just let us walk around. No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you can view the shop floor from our uh, from the boardroom. Okay, that's. (laughs) Are there free drinks up there, sir? Yeah, yeah. We should go. We should go try it. We should go up there. (laughs) Maybe next time you're down here. Yeah, maybe. It's not too long of a haul. No. Be up there. No. You ever have like a couple day layover down here in Florida? Yeah. Those days are coming this time of year. Yeah. Yep. I think like the glass air sportsman has, has, has enticed me, but, and I, I just think that's basically all vans is redoing. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Another one of the article, a lot of these are, I'll preface this in the plane and pilot article we've been referencing. Um, a lot of these are like about deaths, aviation deaths. And we just, we don't know the people. I don't really know anything about it. And we're going to randomly talk about stuff. And I just would rather not do that about fatal crashes and stuff. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like there's a, a level of research we should have done out of respect um, yeah. that we never do for hardly anything. Uh, so that's the reason I'm kind of avoiding all of the uh, the fatal accidents and, and people passing away in this article in the aviation community. It's not out of disrespect. It's actually out of respect because um, we would just probably butcher the article. Um, one back. of the things though, yeah, they said Oshkosh. The Oshkosh is back this year after a couple of year hiatus says it was the biggest turnout ever. One of these days we got to get there, Oshkosh, and get to Sun and Fun. I feel like once we are in a different position in life, the three of us, we'll probably go to Sun and Fun and Oshkosh more regularly. It's just not really in the cards for any of us, all three of us at the these years coming up. Possibly yeah. Sun and Fun, a random Sun and Fun. Yeah. Might possibly. be might be doable. 
But uh, yeah, that's pretty much covers the article. Fadec for turbo props. Mm. Yes. Have you, have you heard about this at all? I haven't heard about it. I know what turbo props and Fadec are, though, and I probably have an opinion. Oh yeah, when Textron Aviation unveiled its engine plans for its single-engine turboprop, the Denali, yep. the chosen power plant, the GE Catalyst engine, was still a work in progress. It's targeted much lower fuel burns, coupled with a first for a turboprop, an automatic digital power control, made a splash. After delays, the engine was finally FAA approved this year, but in the meantime, Pratt & Whitney has unveiled automatic power control known as FADEC, full authority digital engine control on a couple models of its ubiquitous PT6 turboprop engine. And Dahar announced that it was indeed using just such an engine on its brand new Dahar TBM 960, which was unveiled at Sun and Fun in April. This is again the plane and pilot November, December 22 uh, magazine, the top aviation stories of 2022. Yep. Yeah. FADEC is going to be, think about it, you know, from like an OCD perspective, you know, you're maybe not an OCD, but if you're very conservative in nature, you know, you're putting your family in the plane, what, you know, how good is, how good is the engine been cared for? Things like that. If you're buying the airplane secondhand, all these things. The engine FADEC, one of the things with FADEC is it pretty much only will give you what it can give you safely, what it can give you without harming itself. Obviously, there will be some base limitations. You know, with jets, most of us are almost all FADEC. We have something a little bit different called the DEEK. Um, and I can't even, right now, I can't even come up with what DEEK stands for. Similar things. Digital electronic engine control, I think is what it stands for. I'm not sure. Basically, FADEC for the most part. And so what it does is you end up with um, detents. So you have your normal throttle and you have detents. So you'll set the throttle or the thrust lever, power lever, if it's a turboprop, if you want, um, in a detent. So you're going to have you know uh, a takeoff, a climb, and a cruise. And then anything below that is below cruise. Um, and and that's pretty much the way it goes. You have your detents, and it will give you what it can give you safely uh, without causing damage to itself. So you can rest assured, you know, that you're not going to cause any damage. You know, if you if you have an old school tur- turboprop, you can overtemp. You can overtorque it. You can do these things that cause damage that maybe, in, you know, get rid of some of your longevity some of your reliability or some of your performance, which may only manifest itself way later in the engine's life. With FADEC, you've basically flatlined all of it. You know, it's it's going to basically self-monitor and give you what it can give you uh, power-wise, performance-wise, for the sake of its own longevity, self-preservation mode type thing. I think that's really good. Um, I think it obviously adds longevity, reliability, and towards the end of the life, that's where you start becoming really suspect of reliability and performance. How much horsepower am I actually making when I'm at 2,000 uh, hours out of a 2,000-hour TBO? How am I making the, the 180 horsepower I'm supposed to? 
obviously with the PT six is, you know, 600 plus, you know, horsepower probably, but, um, I think it's good. And, you know, all the flight schools, you know, you get in your diamond DA, whatever, 42, whatever the, the twin star is, you know, that's, you know, a lot, of, you know, they've gone through diesels and now, then they went to Lycoming 180s. I think there's still diesel models you can get now again. Um, and those are one lever operation because they know if you go to a flight school that has one, they know you're going to be transitioning very rapidly to jets. And we have one lever. We have a thrust lever or, well, two engines, two thrust levers, but you know what I'm saying. You have that and it, there's no there's no prop lever. There's no mixture lever. And, you know, when an engine fails, you know, it's you're not you don't have a prop out there windmilling. So the drag is minimal. All you have to worry about is asymmetric thrust for the most part. And so like with diamonds, for example, you have basically a fade control to a diesel engine. When the engine fails, it auto feathers the prop. So you have jet like characteristics. And I think. Depending on what the trajectory is of the individual learning to fly, I think that's probably more helpful than than learning a bunch of you know of propeller specific things. You know, dead foot, dead engine, identify, verify, secure, all these things that we learn as a multi-engine pilot, you know, where you're you know, you're gonna you're gonna feather the prop. And all these things that you're going to do to secure the engine and create zero thrust or zero or minimal drag, you get all that out of there because you know they're just going to fly jets. So why you teach them prop stuff as much as you need to because that's what they're training in. But after that, it's really geared. It's a hybrid between, yeah, we know you have to learn the prop because that's what's cost effective, but we know all you're going to ever fly is jets. And I think. They've done a good job with that. FADEC is part of that, I think. Um, and then for the single pilot, the rich guy out there buying his TBM, buying his Malibu Meridian, um, or whatever, M500, 600, whatever they're calling them now, uh, your Denali, your your Cessna Denali, your Pilatus. I think, I think it's all good. It definitely lightens the workload. For the CBM pilot. would be a sweet personal plane. I want a prop lever, though, personally. Oh, my god! If it's gosh. got a prop, I want a prop lever. Could, could the TBM do nonstop? We always talk about PBI to oh. uh, uh, PCW. I think they can. Okay. To look that up. I'm going to look it up now. They, they did the whole look. Plane and Pilot magazine I've been referring to. They got it on the cover, actually. I was looking for the article in there, but I don't have two people looking stuff up at once, yeah. not talking into the microphones. That's dead air. It's not good. Okay, right now. Jared Johnson says pull the shoot. Max range right now on a, on a nine, TBM 960. Okay, that's the newest one, I think. That's the newest one you just, you just brought up. 1,730 nautical miles. Oh, that would be so awesome. It would that be. Means you, I mean, you could you could load that thing up a little bit and still get still a thousand nautical. Exactly. Yeah, I mean you're you yeah, yeah, I mean you're going to leave half of your fuel behind. 
you can take off with basically half tanks. Yeah. I just haven't, and this is a pretty looking airplane. I need to turn this off. There's no way these, I mean, it's taken some. Anyways, I just have a problem. If I have a propeller, I want a, unless it's fixed pitch, I want a propeller lever. That's me. That's just how I am. When you get to this, and obviously you can get into the used market, I wonder what the the new price is on a TBM 960 versus getting a, a, a lightly used Citation jet. Yeah. I would hands down rather have a Citation. Yeah, I know the one, the gentleman I went that flight with, the owner was on board. Uh, and he was, I was talking to him and he said it was 3 million. I think he paid for the COVID for the used challenger 300. Okay. And he says they're worth like nine. I want to say I could be butchering these numbers in my head. <sighs> Three sounds a little cheap. I mean, I would think he says he bought it pre COVID. He said they tripled in price through the pandemic. Nah, that still sounds, that still sounds a little skinny to me. Three three point five, I would think probably on the on the what is it three hundred you said? Yeah, Challenger three hundred. Yeah, I would think three point five. Probably, I mean, I guess what's five hundred thousand dollars at that point? But yeah, th- three point five, I would think. But I think he had to put a new interior on it too, though. Well, and correctly. all those things obviously, yeah, could be, could be, yeah, and that's a new interior. Is that's probably three hundred grand right there? So. Yeah, we're not far off. We're not far off. Um, man, I mean that that TBM right there. Oh dude, yeah, that's probably a nine seven and nine million dollar airplane. I would think. Well, there's that. Uh, there's that YouTuber that flies the TBM, not the nine sixty. One of the nine forty. One of the older models might be the time before one before that. It's been forever since I've watched any YouTube. Okay, I was way off. Four point eight, four point eight for a new for a new uh, nine sixty. Okay. So That's, okay, that I mean, seems like a deal. The four point eight does. It's a deal. It's a deal at twice the price, right? Yeah, I mean that you can buy a lot. Well, I don't know any more the market so much, but you could buy a lot of jets probably from that four point eight. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's a that's a fast turboprop. It's single pilot. And again, with the FADEC, it's one lever operation. You're not worrying about mix. You're not worrying about prop. You're just push, pushing that power lever through the detents as if it were a jet. And makes it very user-friendly. I think the, the demographic they're targeting, I think we'll appreciate it. Um, I think there's a difference too if you're purchasing an airplane where you're hiring a crew, hi- planning on flying it yourself or paying other people to fly it. And if you're paying other people to fly it, I think it becomes a lot um, more enticing to just spend a little extra money and buy the jet at that point over the TBM. But what if, if you're, you're flying any- it yourself? Yeah. Single pilot? Yeah, but what if I'm buying? What if I'm getting a CJ a citation or, you know, what, like a Mustang or something or that new one? No, that like a CJ four man. CJ four single pilot certified. 
Yeah. Did you really want to fly that thing? We've had this discussion on the show before. Do you really want to fly that thing single pilot though? I'd rather fly that single pilot than that TBM single pilot. Really? Why is that? I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to argue knots, with you. I'm just curious. Because it's 100 knots faster. Okay. What does it matter at that point? I don't know. I just I feel like I see people single piloting a TBM regularly. I rarely see people single piloting jets. Having done neither. Okay. Having done neither, I just I feel like I've seen it's more common. Oh it no, it is more common. It is more common, that's for sure. But I mean, in this realm, almost all this all the turboprops are single pilot certified. So that obviously buys it, but not all of the jets are single pilot certified. The CJ, CJ, whatever the first CJ is, then two through four, they're all single pilot certified. But, you know, you're getting your point is valid, uh, public perception, what have you. Uh, two pilots obviously are better, you know, but they're still single pilot certified and like being a professional pilot. The TBM single pilot certified, the CJ4 single pilot certified. One, I do 330 knots. The other one, I do 440 knots. What am I going to pick? How slow can how slow can you go? And like when you're running it in the pattern, which one's easier to like run in the pattern for somebody who's not a professional jet pilot? Is is there advantage to the TBM at that point? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking. I would I would think I would think there is an advantage to the the turboprop in the pattern. Um. I don't know that it could just be my perception, but now again, like the FADEC, which we're kind of talking about, that puts you a single lever, single lever operation. So it is seamless other than a little bit of the, you know, the thrust lever walking that you have to do left and right thrust levers for the two engines on the CJ. Uh, other than that, it's, it's pretty much, you know, and they're synced for the most part, right? Engine sync. So it automatically syncs the two engines together. Um, other than that little bit, there shouldn't be that much difference. I mean, you have the, the, the short field takeoff and landing advantage that you would get out of the TBM that will do better short field takeoffs and landings than a jet will just because of that, the mechanical transfer of energy from the prop to the to the air you know versus the the jet you have to accelerate air to to push you you know what i mean so the the um the the prop will be more efficient in that regard um but other than that i mean yeah i don't know i haven't flown i haven't flown much they're probably similar anything like that Yeah. yeah they're probably similar as far as pattern ops go Single pi- single pilot TBM or King Air? Which one do you think would be easier? Single pilot TBM. Yeah. But again, I would pick the King Air. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've i landed the King Air with your dad's help, and I felt like it wasn't that hard. I'm sure it wouldn't be. You're also an above-average pilot. I don't know. Jets would freak me out. Well, everything... I, I, I think it's because I don't have any experience flying in jets. It's not that freaking hard. I mean, we got two guys flying now that we just got released to the to fly with any captain, and they got six hundred hours, seven hundred hours. That's crazy. Yeah, 
It's not, I mean, there are some, there are some things and it's not just about raw skill of, Oh, I can land this thing smooth. It's descent planning. You know, you're, you got to go from 45,000 to the ground and make it comfortable for the passengers. You know what I mean? There's, there's, so many things that are in there involved. It's not just about, I can do good landings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a lot there, but for that, 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 that individual, they're going to fly single pilot. What do they want to fly? King air or that, that individual I would think would be the bottom of the list. Cause now you're talking condition levers, prop levers, power levers two engines that would i would think would be kind of worst case scenario for the fair weather single pilot you want to go either the one extreme of ultra high performance cj4 citation 4 citation citation jet 4 400 plus knots single pilot certified or you want to go the other end of the spectrum, you want to do a single engine turboprop. One lever operation, super automated. You know, you have all these auto land features and functions now. Um, and, and that may get the nod there because they can become incapacitated. Your wife or one of your kids with a little bit of a briefing before the flight knows they can go run to this panel hit the SOS button or whatever it is, and it will auto land. Yeah. That might, obviously for a lot of people might, that might, the safety functions might win out. Yeah. And what about to the operating costs versus like a CJ4 versus a TBM? I feel like the TBM would be a lot cheaper to run. Um, I think for the most part, it would be just from a dis. Now, of course, the TBM being super like brand new, we're talking like two brand new airplanes off the line. You will have no difference in dispatch reliability. I think over time, um, at least in my experiences, it seems that turboprops just having the prop, prop governor, these other associated components, you end up with more maintenance. Um, how that really impacts dispatch reliability probably maybe minimally i mean you're probably rounding the decimal points pretty good at that point but i would say once you round the corner to jets i I think like pure jets um or turbo fan engines the cj3 cj4 single pilot turbo turbo jet airplanes i think you're gonna i think you ultimately your maintenance costs i think they i think they basically flatline i think okay just i because how do you put a price on the, the fact they just don't they just don't break you know what i mean not that's a tough one turbo props if they're all if everything's all brand new everything's working good turbo props are going to be cheaper it just depends on how long that segment length is you want to go run the the Lear that i fly 1700 miles which it would barely do like we're on fumes at that point um and that tbm might be as well dollars per hour i mean it's gonna take us way less we're doing 460 knots it's doing 330 knots that is a significant difference in time 
So you're keeping all that time off the engines, all that time off the airframe. If you start factoring all that in, it's a big difference, I think, probably. Yeah. It's an interesting spreadsheet problem. It always is. I don't have any spreadsheets for any of that stuff because I don't like those types of airplanes. I fly them only because I have to. Yep. I'm not going to go build a spreadsheet for an airplane I don't like. Yeah. It's a pat. <laughs> you're passionate about your spreadsheets. I like my spreadsheets. You spreadsheet as a hobby only. Exactly. Yeah. So it only includes airplanes that I like. Well, I do have, I think I have a Cessna 150 on there, but I'm not going to pull it up. But you like that. Don't lie. I don't like Cessna 150s. Yeah. You ever boring. Uh huh. Boring. Okay. Um, I was just going to say there's no chat. Someone, Andrew just said, was Scott a big dirt bike kid when he was younger? Uh, Four wheelers. Yeah. Still is. Go karts before he was old enough to run four wheelers. Yeah. I remember we run when we were little kids, we'd run that uh, go kart up and down the runway. There's like a go kart track off the uh, northwest end Hmm. in between the the track tracks and the uh, the runway and the highway there. Interesting. There was a little go-kart track. We had to move some hills back, I think, because the FA came out and they're like, you can't have that that close to the runway. They had to take a hill down or something. Mm. Yeah. Why do you ask, Andrew? Yeah, Andrew. Andrew's talking about starting a podcast. I think he should. Do if you start a podcast, I'll have you on, Andrew. Talk about the show. Get some listeners. Just got to come on as a guest. Once you have your show in place, we can plug it. Yeah. Uh, used to be a water tower across the street from 80D, and I heard stories at Precosh that him and the neighbor kids used to climb up the tower and, yeah, something off of it. I've heard the same things. I, I, I missed that. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that they all did those hillbillies. Yeah. Real classy over there. Scott and I were Scott and I were really close in like elementary school, and then we kind of like went our own ways for middle school, and then towards the end of high school, aviation brought us back together. Ah, destiny. So there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of like the grade school years. Scott and I knew each other, but like we didn't hang out all the time. If that makes sense. But yeah, all right. That's uh, Dan Freeman. Nice new profile picture. All right. I'll say that. He just updated it. He says, I'm fading. It's my bedtime. Same. I am too. We're at the, we're at the, uh, we've got plenty of content here. I'm going to release this in two days. And then the final will actually be the last one to go out for the year. Cause I like that. I like to end, end the season with an actual episode, not a filler content. I like the end the broadcast year. It's a good silent night jingle at the end. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to have Mannheim Steamroller Steel Knock, but we can't afford the copyright on it. So we get whatever the the service we use has version that's close enough. All right. Anyway. Again, see y'all. Thanks everybody. Thank you guys. Good night. Yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Says initializing. It's there was a toggle before you started that says record. Now it says now it says recording.
It says recording in the upper says, left. Yeah. Do you Hopefully see it? It's at, yeah, I see that. Yeah. What, was, what else do you want me to do? I don't know. There's a toggle when you first start that allows you to, that you can have the recording on and off. I don't know if it says recording means it's actually recording. We'll find out by redoing everything. Okay. I'll be willing to do that if it doesn't. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, we can just continue on. There's nobody else in the in the stream yet. So, I was going to start with the, the Top Gun once we start. I feel like that's... And then just go from there. Did everybody see it? Did everybody see it? I feel like I'm probably the only one that didn't see it. What? Top Gun. Oh, I, I've seen it now. I saw it. We gotta, yeah. Let's, yeah. yeah. We'll wait till we, we're talking about it as a highlight, though. Before we... Uh, oh, okay. Before we start you know i have so much to cap on to, to catch up on it's insane yeah yeah nobody's I, I don't even know if anybody's watching this there's nobody in the chat that i can see either in the chat they, here dan friedman Gabriel barlow not. oh really what'd yep. they say i don't see him nobody nobody said anything yet but they're in oh there. hey dan word oh, there. dan there we got yeah yeah sup gabriel we're just letting some on. people trickle in, see what happens. We're doing some serious uh, IT issues right now. I have no internet, so Lee's running the whole thing off pilot ground. And, but uh, it should be good. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to just have... Oh, oh, there you go. We don't need yeah. the whole screen, do we? That, that's my whole screen. No. It's no. it's basically my whole screen. Okay, I don't want that. That's whatever. I was just gonna. I'm trying yeah. to get the the timer. You know, where you yeah. have the timer. That is nice. That is nice. Yeah. Well, it's seven fifty six. So if we start now, kind of, it's pretty easy to figure out. That is true. That is true. We'll start right at eight. Let's just start just now. Dead on. Here, let's just do it now. Okay, this is uneditable, Scott. So just like oh. you know. <laughs> okay. So I just get an MP4 about, like, file. It's going straight to Rumble. So should we no, should we no talk edits. about COVID issues, like yeah. or trans issues? Yeah, that'd be those are good topics to get to be able to not have any issues come up. Yeah, right. right, right. We should probably just. Just stay safe and talk about politics, or you know, yeah, something religion yeah, too. We could we could cover religion. religion. Yeah, should we talk about abortion? <laughs> that's that's, that's a good topic. Trans people. That's always a good yeah. topic. Makes everybody uh, feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> trans people with COVID says Gary. That'd be that'd Check be good. Does I feel like COVID right. probably puts on trans people. Are you yes, using this to actually brush up, or are we just wasting time? I, th- I I I was reading, but I'm not. I'm listening too much to you guys. I'm not absorbing what I'm reading. Okay, I don't so, have the fancy even music I can do to intro because my I soundboard actually, doesn't work with Pilot Ground. Yeah, this old. I actually can't of. read. I actually can't read, so that's I'm gonna have to rely on. And you, you can't read your email. You can read other and stuff. You, and you prove it. I know I can't read at all. I, as long as it's not in email I, form, I thought I trained my mind to not be able to read anymore because I got tired of it. 
Okay, that's good. Uh, Discarded all that information. Yep. So we're just all letting right. anyone, any stragglers, roll in the chat here. Uh, got Tyler attempting to listen in. He can do it. He can do it. Yeah, he can. Ugly he Christmas can, sweater on. While he can he's make it happen. Live yeah. stream, basically. Yeah. Team meeting. That doesn't sound important. No, 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 not at all. No. We we'll start. We'll start right at the eight o'clock marks. So that way, we can just use the clock as our one-hour episode I, mark. I think we lost Gabriel. I think. Yeah, is he out? He's like these guys. Not worth it. Well, um, yeah. He just recently signed up for the the pilot ground, the ground oh, crew. Thank Gabriel. you, thank you for the support. Yeah, I'm planning a trip in person up to Ohio. So. The gas money, Florida to Ohio is appreciated so we can not have to deal with these tech issues and we'll all be sitting at the same table. Yep. Yep. Is it eight o'clock yet? No, seven fifty-nine. So we gotta Yeah, it's eight. Let's roll. Moments. <laughs> Remember, I have a very very strict bedtime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lee, do you want to kick this? <laughs> You're the host, Lee, technically. Oh yeah, God save us. So you can uh you can kick this off. It's eight, eight o'clock. Let's roll. Okay, eight o'clock. Uh, welcome finale. to this week's episode of uh, the Frying Podcast. Let's start that over again. 